We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, November the 25th, 2020. On today's show, basketball season is here, guys. I'm officially previewing the Gamecocks 2020 to 2021 basketball season as the Gamecocks begin their season tonight in an exhibition against Coker. I'll break everything down, talk about who's gone, who's back, the newcomers, the schedule, the expectations for this year's team, give my official prediction, and much, much more as Frank Martin and company begin their quest for the NCAA tournament. Also, guys, it is Wednesday. We're talking gambling, best bets for South Carolina, Georgia, and, of course, SEC gambling picks, packed slate of games this weekend, rivalry weekend for some. Got a lot to get into here on a Wednesday, guys. So sit back, relax, enjoy. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they offer black glove service, guys. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They are founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys. So a Gamecock-owned small business. They offer 20 years of project management and moving experience. And they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate, the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs, and when you're moving, you need somebody to help you out. Because we all know how stressful the time that is. You break something, you lose something. You just don't want to do it, right? It's a pain in the butt. If you have moving needs, Upstate Movers Group is the way to go again. Whether you're in the Upstate, you're across the state of South Carolina, be sure to check them out. They're on social media at Upstate Movers Group. And, of course, you can find them at their website. Get more information at UpstateMoversGroup.com. That is UpstateMoversGroup.com. The show is also brought to you by our friends over at Southern Oaks Remodeling. Guys, locally and family owned over 15 years of experience. They specialize in roofing, windows, doors, siding, and additions, serving the greater Columbia area. Also, guys, of course, a Gamecock-owned small business. We're all about Gamecocks helping Gamecocks here on the Spurs Up show, guys. Again, we're in the holiday season. Perfect time to do it, guys. If you have any remodeling needs, any remodeling needs whatsoever, they can handle it for you. Check them out on social media. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere you can find them. Of course, their website, but give them a call for more information, 803 899 
803-899-0284. That's 803-899-0284. Guys, again, this is the perfect time of year. If you've got any project you've been putting off, hey, it's the holiday season. Why not bring some joy into your life, guys? And I can tell you this, again, service is what separates Southern Oaks Remodeling from all these other companies out there. The people, when you spend money with a business, you're not spending it with the business. You're spending it with the people and the people over at Southern Oaks Remodeling, they're going to take care of you. Again, over 15 years of experience, that locally and family-owned piece, that's really what stands out to me when you talk to them. Again, it's a really personable interaction. They're going to take care of you, and they can do everything, roofing, windows, doors, siding, additions, any project you have, be sure to contact Southern Oaks Remodeling. Again, give them a follow on social media as well, uh, and give them a call for any questions you may have, 803 803- 899-0284. That's 803-899-0284. Give them a call and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. always appreciate you guys tuning in hope you're all having a fantastic week you're having a fantastic day i know for many of you you are very excited because this hump day is officially the day before thanksgiving i know thanksgiving week again everybody's really excited i know i'm excited to feast on some turkey some ham all of the good stuff and again we could have a debate on what your favorite dishes are at thanksgiving guys but again appreciate you taking the time to tune in if you're listening to the sound of my voice guys thank you so much for the love support taking your time to jump on the show listen to the show i truly truly do appreciate it guys love you guys for tuning in um again hope you're all having a fantastic week a great wednesday great hump day again whether you're Maybe you're unfortunately at the office. I know I've had to work on Wednesdays before when I worked in the corporate world. We had to work, and it was the worst. Um, Maybe you're home for the holiday, whatever it is, guys. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. I I know it's so interesting. The day before Thanksgiving, you know, is the day that I think the most people go out because everybody's off work tomorrow. I remember I used to go out um, on that Wednesday night, man, and it gets crazy. It gets absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, if you're doing that tonight, hope you have a good time. Hope you're not too hungover tomorrow and can eat some Thanksgiving turkey ham and all the, all the stuff, all of the food. I hope you're all having a fantastic weekend again. I'm really excited about this show guys, because we get to, for the first time in a long time, I mean, literally since March, we're talking Gamecocks basketball here on a Wednesday, South kind of basketball, getting things going Tonight, in an exhibition against Coker, they officially get the season rolling with real games starting this weekend, Saturday, against Liberty in a tournament. Very excited, guys. Very excited to dive in this because, again, I think we're all really excited for Gamecocks basketball due to what they return, due to the expectations, and that's what we're going to talk about here in the show. Again, I couldn't let basketball come around and not preview and break down this season. So let's go ahead and just dive into it. Again, Gamecocks basketball season preview, the official 2020 preview Let's first talk about who's no longer with South Carolina because the big one that I think we all know um, that South Carolina could miss this year is Mike Coatsar. Mike Coatsar, a guy, had his best season as a senior a year ago. He led the team in steals, blocks, and rebounds, was a third-leading scorer. He was second in assists. Was a guy that I got – I know you guys know, again, it's 6'11", 270, that 
I think the leadership and what he more so did off the court um, for that basketball team really stood out to me. Again, a guy, numbers were solid, but seemed to be a guy that came through in the clutch. This seemed to be a guy when the game got tough, when things got tough, he was the guy that stepped up for South Carolina. Again, averaged 11.2 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists. Um, and a guy that, again, has obviously went off to a very successful professional career right now. I think he's playing overseas. But he's going to be the big piece. Can South Carolina replace Mike Coatsar? And who is going to be that guy? And listen, I think they've got some very viable options, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But again, Coatsar is the big piece to me that you've got to find a way to replace. Also, you lose Jair Bolden to the transfer portal, which, you know, I thought was really surprising. Um, I thought Jair was going to be a guy that could really help this team. And again, played 21 minutes a game for South Carolina. He shot 41% from three-point range. Was really the Gamecocks' main three-point shooter a year ago. Averaged over eight points per game, two rebounds per game, 1.4 assists per game. Solid player. And of course, he's going to be remembered that one game he'll be remembered for is that game in Charlottesville against Virginia, that big upset where he just went off. I think he had like 25 points or something like that. Dude literally could not miss from long distance for whatever reason. But Jair Bolden also gone from this year's team. And then Micaiah Henry. You know, it's weird with Micaiah Henry because last year going, you know, at this time going into last season, the big storyline was how are you going to replace Chris Silva, right? That's what we were all wondering. Who is going to fill in for Chris Silva? Who's going to be the big man for South on a down low? Uh, Micaiah Henry was a guy that you thought when you brought him in, again, grad transfer from Tennessee Tech, um, you thought maybe it was a dude that was going to be that guy. He only played 35 minutes the entire year, um, which really shocked me. I mean, I, I think you saw the emergence of Wildens Levesque, Jalen McCreary, other guys down low, which was great to see. But Micaiah Henry also gone from this year's team. Again, did not have a major impact for South Carolina a year ago, so I don't think should be too big of a loss for the Gamecocks. You can take a look at who's back, the returners. Boy, this is where it gets really, really fun. Because this team returns a slew of talent and a lot of depth, which is something we have not always been able to say for Gamecock basketball. You just go down the list. A.J. Lawson, Jermaine Kuznar, Keyshawn Bryant, Justin Manaya, Alonzo Frank, Jalen McCreary, Trey Hannibal, Wildens Levesque, T.J. Moss, Trey Anderson. Guys, it's crazy when you think of all the returning talent South Carolina has on this team. Obviously, you take a look, A.J. Lawson and Jermaine Kuznar both getting very high praise. They were both named to preseason All-SEC teams. I know Lawson did not have the year. I, I know he didn't. He did not have the year last year we all expect him to have, um, which is crazy to say because he led the team in points per game. He literally led the team in points per game at 13.4 points per game. But A.J. Lawson's a big-time player. I, I think A.J. Lawson can be a big-time player for South Carolina. I know Frank Martin has echoed that as well. I loved the emergence a year ago of Jermaine Kuznar, 12.1 points per game. Um, a guy for South Carolina that really stepped up. Obviously, we all remember his game-winning shot against the Kentucky Wildcats. Obviously, one of the highlights of the season. Keyshawn Bryant, again, just going back down this list. Keyshawn Bryant, a guy I'm really high on. I think he could have a breakout season. You know, John Rothstein, who's obviously a national, national pundit when it comes to college basketball, he's talked about Keyshawn Bryant being a breakout candidate for him. Guy can absolutely jump out of the gym for South Carolina. Um, is Justin Manaya going to be 100% fully healthy? Because, again, I think that's something that could greatly, greatly help this team if you have Manaya's presence. Um, and then the big guys, like I said, and these are all names. The great thing about this for South Carolina, you have so many guys coming back that you recognize the names. I mean, Frank, McCreary, Levesque. Dude, I haven't even talked about Trey Hannibal. 
And what he did as a true freshman last year, guy averaged over 12 minutes a game, four points per game. But as a true freshman, obviously, he was really reckless. But the thing that stands out to you with Trey, the way he plays the game, his build, his tenacity, his energy. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, I'm extremely excited to see what he can do as a sophomore. Again, you look down this roster and you look at the depth. And again, you haven't always been able to say most of the time, you have not been able to say that South Carolina was this deep. I mean, they are deep. You love the guards. You, lo I love the guards for South Carolina this year. With Lawson, Kuznar, Manaya. I love the guard. Again, you've got two preseason all-conference guys at the guard positions. And I'll tell you this, guys, I learned very, very early on when I really started diving into college basketball. Guard play wins. Guard play wins in college basketball. If you've got great guards, if you've got exceptional guards, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. And I think this is something even that Frank Martin cited a bit too when they were talking about the struggles and why they maybe lost some of these non-conference games early on in the season. He talked about the guard play. So I'm really excited for South Carolina's guards this year. I mean, when you take a look, if Lawson can play to his potential, man, he is a damn good player. I mean, we, we all remember the freshman version of A.J. Lawson, just how good he was for South Carolina. And then you couple that with Jermaine Kuznard and what he did last year, being a big-time player, moment was never too big. I am excited for the guard position for South Carolina this year. You take a look at the newcomers, guys. Not many newcomers, but definitely some impactful guys because some of you are probably asking, well, Chris, what about Seventh Woods? Well, I'm listing him as a newcomer because, again, did not play for South Carolina last year. He was a former top 50 recruit from Columbia, South Carolina. Went to UNC, transfers, sat out a year ago, comes back to South Carolina, and who knows what might happen. He only averaged 1.8 points per game in three years at North Carolina. Um, but a guy, again, did not get to play a ton either. I'm excited for the potential of Seventh Woods. Again, 6'2", 184, a guy. Um, really, really pumped. Really, really pumped for Seventh Woods, what he brings to this team. How big of an impact will he, will he really have? I, I don't want to overreact. Uh, you know, I don't want to over-exaggerate and say, oh, he's just going to be this game-changing type of player or whatever. I mean, you, you never know. Um, obviously rode the bench at North Carolina for a while, but a lot of great players, <clears throat> a lot of great players ride the bench at UNC. Um, you also add Javon Benson, a true freshman, 6'7", 253. Um, insane. Insane I, I, how big that guy is. But uh, Seventh Wood's definitely the story here when it comes to the newcomers, the guys that can make an impact. What type of season, what type of impact can the hometown kid have for Frank Martin and company? Be interested to see. Let's take a look at the schedule really quickly. Because, again, you start the season tonight against Coker in an exhibition. Then the season gets going. You go to the Hall of Fame Classic. You play Liberty on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Then the next day, the 29th, you've got either TCU or Tulsa in that tournament play. Then you look at the normal non-conference schedule. At Houston, December the 5th, what a game that will be. December the 10th, you come home. You play Wofford in Columbia. That's going to be a really, really good one. Wofford has a fantastic basketball program. Heck, you'll probably be the underdog in that one. Like, I, Wofford's a damn good team. Um, then the 14th, Monday at George Washington. December the 19th, you have the rivalry game in, uh, excuse me, in Columbia against the Clemson Tigers. That is a Saturday game time to be announced on that one. December 23rd, just two days before Christmas, home game against SC State. Then you actually, they actually mix it up this year. You dive into conference play. And South Carolina in conference, they've got at Kentucky, you mix in a non-conference game against Florida A&M January 2nd. But then we get into 2021 versus Texas A&M at Ole Miss versus Tennessee at LSU at Missouri 
versus Auburn, versus Georgia, at Vandy, at Florida, versus Mississippi State, versus Bama, versus Ole Miss, at Tennessee, versus Mizzou, at Mississippi State, at Georgia, and then versus Arkansas when we get into the month of March. And then you'll get into the SEC tournament, obviously. Um, so I think the most intriguing thing, obviously, with this schedule, uh, I think it's good. It's going to be fun to watch South Carolina in this Hall of Fame Classic. Again, I think that home matchup against Wofford is really interesting. That game at Houston is going to be a very, very good litmus test early on in the season. And the opportunity for South Carolina to get a big-time win on their resume early um, at George Washington, I think, could be tricky. Obviously, the game with Clemson, you beat the hell out of them last year. You get them at home. I think South Carolina has a great chance to have a similar result yet again. Um, and then, like I said, starting off SEC play with Kentucky, you know, you got to play Kentucky. If you're going to go to their place, it's best to do it early before maybe they've got things figured out. And, and you know, with this South Carolina team, I feel like the one thing that has been the main constant for Frank Martin and company is that these teams have always shown up in conference play. Um, you know, I was taking a look at a stat, which, guys, it's absolutely crazy when you think about it. Um, let me see. I'm pulling up this stat now. South Carolina, listen, the Gamecocks have gone 51 and 39 over the past five years in SEC play. That is tied with Tennessee for the third best conference record over that stretch, only behind Kentucky and Florida. That's damn impressive. So you can bank on the Gamecocks to fight their asses off when it comes to SEC play. Now, the question for this South Carolina team comes in the non-conference because that is what has hindered the Gamecocks so mightily the last couple of years. I mean, you think just the last season, you lose to Boston. You lose to Stetson, in which was one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. Can South Carolina avoid those early season detrimental losses that, that just kill you in pursuit to the NCAA tournament? That's going to be the big storyline for me as you go through the non-conference. Let's talk about the expectations for this team, guys. And again, I, I don't think it's any secret. And I think most South Carolina fans, the expectations are going to be very similar. Because you take a look at this roster and this team, that again, I think you were picked, or were you picked eighth in the SEC, which is crazy, which is crazy, by the way, that South Carolina was picked that low. But you're picked eighth in the SEC. And listen, I, I think it's very fair for South Carolina fans' expectations to be, this This needs to be an NCAA tournament or bust type of team. That's, that's the type of year it is. I mean, again, when you take a look at the roster, you take a look at the depth, you take a look at what you have returning, even what you're adding, and then you factor in the schedule, you factor in this is Frank Martin's, I believe, ninth year at South Carolina. I mean, this team, to me, this is by far the best team the Gamecocks have had since that Final Four run. There's no doubt. And I think this team can honestly compete with that team. And I know that's kind of bold and it's early to say, but I really do feel good about this squad. Um I think the Gamecocks, again, the expectations, uh, the clear goal should be NCAA tournament, no doubt. The clear goal should be NCAA tournament. And listen, guys, I, I think I've said before, but I'll say it again. I'm not a fr fire Frank Martin guy, okay? I I'm really not a fire Frank Martin guy. But at some point, like, if you go throughout this season, and this kind of leads me into my prediction for this season. Because my prediction for Gamecocks basketball is that this team will. This team will make the, make the NCAA tournament. And I think this team will exceed preseason expectations by the AP, by the coaches, et cetera, et cetera. I think this team is NCAA tournament bound. I, I really do. I, I believe so. Again, best team you've had since that 2017 Final Four team. My biggest thing is this yet again. 
Frank Martin has done a fantastic job at South Carolina. He, he really has. When you think about the fact that, listen, South Carolina is not a basketball school. We all know that. Basketball is not the primary sport. You know, Frank Martin jokes about it all the time. Hell, you know, the football team has a practice, and it gets more coverage than an actual basketball game. And listen, that's not to say there's not a ton of Gamecock fans that love this basketball program, because they do. They do. 110%. I, I think, and you won't see it this year because of all the COVID regulations, but you put a winner on the floor, South Carolina fans are going to show up. Heck, they're packing out the arena for women's basketball, guys. And that's not to knock women's basketball. I'm just saying, if you put a winner on the floor, if you put a winner anywhere in front of South Carolina fans, they're going to show up in support, bottom line. I think Gamecock fans do love their basketball. But again, I'm predicting South Carolina to make the NCAA tournament. But th this, to me, going into near year nine with Frank Martin, I'm not on the fire Frank Martin train at all. I, I think he's a fantastic basketball coach. He's one of the best coaches in the country, I believe. And listen, if South Carolina were to fire him, who would you get? I, I don't think South Carolina could upgrade, I, I, or I highly doubt they could. But if you don't make the tournament this year, if you don't make the tournament this year, something has to get. Like, something's got to change. Something has to change. And I said this, I think, in January or February earlier this year. And I'll say it again. I don't think it's really about, like, it's more so about just establish what are the expectations. Should South Carolina fans have expectations of making the NCAA tournament? You know, you need to set clear expectations. And when those expectations aren't met, you got to hold somebody accountable, man. And again, I'm not saying fire Frank Martin, but if you miss the tournament this year, there's just no excuse, you know? So I wonder if something behind the scenes would change. I'm not even saying Martin. I'm saying maybe his staff, maybe the way they recruit, stuff like that. Because, again, the expectations are there. They should be there. And I'm predicting South Carolina to make the NCAA tournament and to exceed all these preseason expectations. Because this is tournament or bust 110%. This is tournament or bust. No doubt. And it should be. Again, when you got the guys that you have on the roster, it should be. I, mean, I, I love this team. I love this roster. Man, especially if you can get a guy like A.J. Lawson to show up and show out, whew, this team will be dangerous. Now, can this team make free throws? <laughs> I know that's going to be a top storyline going in this season. Does South Carolina improve on their abysmal a bit, I mean, it was painful to watch last year in regards to uh, to the free throw shooting. We got a couple of questions, guys, before we dive into the gambling stuff as I wrap up here, uh, breaking down Gamecocks basketball heading into this season. Um, we do have a few questions in regards to basketball specifically. Uh, Krusty Andy says, all our players get into a brawl, all-out Thunderdome situation. Who wins? Who is the alpha? It's tough to say, man. That's really tough to say. Let me look at the roster. Look at the size-wise. Um, Alonzo Frank, to me, seems like a dude you would not want to get in a scuffle with. And he is the biggest guy. 6'8", 264. Dude is an absolute unit. I'll go with Alonzo Frank. That dude plays with a, with a mean streak, with a bad attitude. I wouldn't want to get in a scrum with him. So, I think Alonzo Frank would be the alpha. Uh, Adam underscore Madison, will this team show its true potential or fizzle out and lose to a bunch of nobody teams? Well, you hope they play to their potential. And, again, I, I know that's something Frank Martin is focusing on, this team is focusing on. I mean, I'm sure they're tired of hearing about it, right? They're, they're tired of hearing about the way they've lost to non-conference teams and the way they've, they've fallen flat in those games. Um, and I'm not sure I really know 
you know, what the solution is other than the leadership and, and making sure every single time you take the floor, you're locked in. You're ready to go. You're ready to play your best basketball. So who are the leaders on this team? I think, you know, again, you take a look. Lawson, Kusnard, Bryant. I mean, you feel like it's a very veteran team, just in the sense these guys have been there, done that. So hopefully that shines through. Because, again, this team does have the potential to be very, very good. To be very good, in my opinion. Final question. CP3 underscore presents underscore. Who do you think will be the leading scorer this season? Um, I'm going to go Lawson. Again, he was the leading scorer last year. I think AJ is primed for a much better year than he had a year ago. Could see him averaging like 16 or 17 points per game. I mean, he had a bad year, in my opinion, last year and led the team in scoring an average 13.4 points per game. I mean, what does that tell you? So I, I'm really excited to see what AJ does, and I think he will be the leading scorer for the Gamecocks. But again, guys, that is my breakdown for South Carolina basketball as we head into the season. I think the Gamecocks are tournament bound. I would love to hear you guys' thoughts, what you think on South Carolina basketball as we go into this season. But man, I, I'm excited for this team, and I hope it's not. Uh, I hope it's not for not. You know, I hope these guys obviously don't let us down. But man, I, I just don't see how they could. You look at that roster. I'm really, really excited for who who returns. Um, even the guys you add. What does Seventh Woods do? I think the NCAA tournament is very realistic, and I think it will be the final destination for this South Carolina basketball team. All right, let's move into the gambling side of things because, of course, it is Wednesday. We're talking gambling, best bet, SEC gambling picks. We're going to start with the best bet for South Carolina, Georgia. Gamecocks coming in this game as huge home underdogs, huge home underdogs against the Georgia Bulldogs guys. So it's best bet, and it's presented to you by our friends over at Yardware. Guys, Yardware is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina, selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. Guys, these signs are made out of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, and they come in both garnet and black. Football season's in full swing. Christmas is right around the corner. You can order yours today at YardwareSigns.com. That is YardwareSigns.com. Guys, in case you missed it, we are doing a giveaway, by the way of a Yardware sign on Instagram and Facebook. Rules to be eligible are on there. Be sure to check it out, man. I absolutely love this thing. One Gamecock fan is going to get very lucky this Friday when we draw at 5 o'clock, by the way, because this thing, it's awesome. I mean, obviously, it's in my studio. You guys see it. The quality, the detail, man, it's just, it's just awesome. I mean, it's a must-have for any Gamecock fan, guys, especially with Christmas upcoming. Whether it's a person in your life as far as your boyfriend, girlfriend, mom, dad, brother, sister, whatever, or maybe you've got a work event and you need to get a gift for someone. And we all hate that Christmas shopping feeling of like, God, what do I get this person? Dude, if they're a Gamecock fan, this is the absolute perfect gift. It's a must-have. You can put it anywhere, your yard, your studio, your office, your man cave, garage, living room, de- dining room, bedroom, wherever you want to put it. This thing is an awesome Awesome piece. Again, another Gamecock-owned small business, guys. By the way, they were founded by University of South Carolina alumni. If you needed more reason to get one, there you go. Again, you can check them out on social media at Yardware Signs. Order your sign at YardwareSigns.com. And be sure to check out the giveaway we are doing for Yardware Signs, guys. Really good stuff. All right, let's dive into this best bet. South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia in this one, a 20-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under set at 49 and a half. Guys, if you remember last year, by the way, Georgia was a 24 and a half point favorite and South Carolina won outright. So if you think spreads really matter in this game, you know, I talked about the rivalry aspect. You know, it's crazy when South Carolina and Georgia just get on the field, just throw all the records out the window. Seriously, you know, it's going to be a hard fought, tough football game. 
But Georgia is a three-touchdown favorite, basically 49-and-a-half in this one. Again, South kind of offensively comes into this game, probably going to start Luke Doty. No shy Smith, most likely. How do you score points on this extremely talented Georgia defense? You know, I take a look at this one again. Like I mentioned, South Carolina playing behind the eight ball with the losses on offense, and then you're probably starting a true freshman. Defensively, you know, we talked all last week about the opt-outs and you lose your defensive-minded head coach, but your defense, surprisingly, had a really good game against Mizzou. And, and can they duplicate that performance? You take a look on the Georgia side of things. They inserted JT Daniels last week. He had a phenomenal game against Mississippi State, State through for 400 yards, and the Gamecocks are giving up 278 yards per game through the year. Guys, simply put, I'm not going to touch the line in this one because, like I said, when these two teams get together, and I know everyone's going to be picking Georgia big in this game, but when these two teams get together, weird things happen, flat out. Just weird things happen. You never know what could happen. The total in this one to me is a no-brainer, though. The under 49 and a half. Like I said, Georgia, one of the best defenses in the entire country, maybe the best in my opinion. Um and listen, I think Georgia will score, no doubt. But I think South Carolina's defense showed you last week there is fight, there is hunger on this defense. I think they'll be able to match up, slow down the running game. What type of performances JT Daniels have at Williams Bryce on Saturday? I think they'll score. But again, I think it more so comes back to I just don't know how the Gamecocks are really going to get anything going offensively like it's going to be really really tough again with a true freshman quarterback with no shy smith that's the more important part can you get kevin harris going against a really talented georgia defense so again leave the spread alone but the under 49 and a half to me the under 49 and a half to me is easily the best bet in this game all right let's move into sec gambling picks and boy i i just can continue to float around mediocrity Three and three last week, 24 and 25 overall in the season, guys. We got to get above 500. We've got to find a way to get above 500. SEC Gambling Picks, guys, brought to you by our friends over at My Bookie. Guys, between the NFL, college football, there's no shortage of games to watch. And with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into payday with My Bookie. Guys, if you're the type of person that likes to back the big favorites, consider putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout. Not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting? But more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real moneymaker. And guys, of course, don't forget the underdogs, right? They've got a ton of value. Think about college football, the NFL, sports in general. The underdogs are never really dogs, right? Every team truly has a chance to win, and you do as well. Game spreads, championship futures, and player prop bets. It's never too late to get on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. Guys, you can sign up today at mybookie.ag. And when you do, use the promo code GAMECOCKS to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. Guys, it's a no-brainer. It's a win-win. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. Again, that's promo code GAMECOCKS. Promo code GAMECOCKS for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Stat UFC cards, college football, NFL, all the major sports and more. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at my bookie guys let's dive in the sec gambling picks again a packed slate of games really what's supposed to be rivalry week it is rivalry week for a few um not everyone obviously because south Carolina's is not playing clemson but uh really really interesting slate of games here we're going to start in columbia missouri a game that was not supposed to happen this week by the way and that is vanderbilt at mizzou crazy thing about this game by the way 
Vandy is a favorite. Mind-blowing, bro. Mizzou opens up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Vandy is now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. over under set at 52-and-a-half. Guys, I'll keep this short and sweet. Somebody who made a living gambling on sports once told me, when you see that line cross over, for example, it goes from Mizzou one-and-a-half and it crosses over to Vandy one-and-a-half, you either take the team that's favored or you don't bet it. Because for the line to cross all the way across the number, Vegas knows something. Somebody knows something. And that's why, call me crazy, I'm riding with Vandy to get the win in this game. Vandy minus one and a half is my play for Vandy at Mizzou. Let's get weird. All right, Kentucky at Florida. Florida, 23 and a half point favorite. Over, under, set at 60 and a half. Guys, you take a look at this one. I'm going with the under. I'm riding the under 60 and a half which sounds crazy because Florida has been so good offensively. Kyle Trask, probably the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. I don't know what the hell has happened to Mark Stoops and that Kentucky team this year, but they are talented defensively. They have a solid defense. Again, the 23-and-a-half is way too big of a number to touch, in my opinion. Kentucky has been abysmal offensively. So for that reason, I think the under 60-and-a-half, Florida wins this one running away, but I don't think the total goes over the number. Give me under 60-and-a-half. The Iron Bowl, Auburn at Alabama. Bama, 25-and-a-half point favor over under set at 62-and-a-half. Man, what happened to the glory days? of the Iron Bowl. Bama almost a four-touchdown favorite. And you think to yourself, again, another game, throw all the records out the window. When these two teams get together, who knows what's going to happen. I'm not touching the spread. The spread, the, the number's massive. You don't want to bet against Alabama, man. If, if Bama wants to beat them by 28, I think they can beat them by 28. The over 62 and a half, though, we're playing a lot of totals this week, guys. Over 62 and a half, there will be points galore. Mac Jones, that Bama offense. You take a look at the other side, Auburn, Bo Nix, that crew, Seth Williams. They will score. There will be points in bunches over 62 and a half in what should be a really, really fun Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa. Mississippi State at Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl. What an intense game this is. And what a matchup this will be, by the way. Mike Leach against Lane Kiffin. Oh, the dream matchup, the matchup we all wanted a year ago. Ole Miss, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under set at 66-and-a-half. Guys, fireworks. That's my prediction for this game, fireworks. Give me over 66-and-a-half. This one will be a fun one to watch. LSU at Texas A&M wrapping it up. A&M, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under set at 64-and-a-half. I went back and forth on this one, guys. It's just it's so hard to fathom how bad LSU is. I can't believe how bad they are. Because, again, you lose all those players from a year ago, but, damn, you still got talent on your roster, right? But I'm taking A&M. You know what? I'm, everything in my gut and my soul is saying, hammer LSU, hammer LSU, and that's why I'm going to take Texas A&M. Kellen Mond, Jimbo Fisher, that crew, they'll get some revenge for last year. Texas A&M minus 14.5. I hate the hook there. I absolutely hate the hook. Would love this at 13.5. But you know what? Either way, we're going to hammer it 14 and a half. Aggies will take care of business against LSU. Guys, that is going to do it all for me, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Obviously, we got into a lot today, but thank you so much. And again, I sincerely mean it to everyone that takes the time to tune into the show, consume the content, show love, guys. Truly, truly do appreciate it. Um, you guys stay tuned again. Normal schedule this week. We'll have a podcast tomorrow 
and Friday. Uh, so normal schedule for the podcast. No Daily Crow on Thursday and Friday due to the holiday. Going to give you guys the time to enjoy with your families or whatever you're doing. And I'm going to do the same. So no Daily Crow Thursday, Friday. Podcast will remain the same. And of course, South Carolina, Georgia on Saturday. We'll break down the dogs tomorrow. I'll give my official prediction on Friday. Going to be a very, very fun week, guys. To hell with Georgia. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com